Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 8 of A Better Father. I'm doing a thing where I'm moving around a little bit more, uh, so I hope it's not distracting. I hope you don't hear a lot of background noise or something. But just standing and talking uh, is not my, my preferred choice. So I'm reading a book right now called Hunt, Gather, Parent by Michaeline Dulcelef, a PhD. Uh, it's been a really good book, and she talks, to, and it's just these, these things that we don't think about is just human beings is insane. Or maybe a better way to say that is the things we think about is insane. And she starts off this book talking about how the research that we have, the stories that we tell, the, the tests that we've read about, the kids marshmallow test, the prison experiment, those, all these tests and all these research papers and stuff are done off America and the UK without considering thousands and thousands of other cultures and perspectives and people and viewpoints and upbringings and history of how they do things. And so we get caught up, and this is leaning into my interpretation now, but we get caught up in this bubble of of building our assumptions and our thoughts and our viewpoints or our arguments or our agreements off of one perspective. And then that helps reiterate and continue that story of, you know, if we treat our kids this way, then we get X outcome. And then we just keep building on that. And we don't look at where that information really came from. We just start to accept it because that's what we have to do to survive on some level. As human beings, as people in the world, we can't take it all in. We can't, we can't process everything. We can't be the greatest parent ever. We can't look at the things we're doing as we parent and try to figure out how to do it this way or that way or try this thing. And I like to, sometimes you're just trying to get through your day. And even at work, you get stuck in ruts. You get stuck in going through the this works, this works, this works. New guy comes in and is like, well, let's try this. And you're like, dude, it just works. <laughs> like, just leave us alone. We get our stuff done. Even if their way is going to be better, even if that way improves it, we've just shown that we're creatures of habit and we're just going to keep pushing through with what we've been told. Or then you start to get into your heritage and your history and what your parents think or taught or told you or what your friend tells you or what movies we watch, which is a whole other thing that kind of occurred to me today. But we have these reinforcements and these things that happen that we use as shortcuts to parent our kids. And one of the big things that I just read in the book was talking about how we praise kids in America, which is like everything, all the time. And I've, I've been saying for years, even before I had a kid, that people like to talk about this entitled generation, they like to talk about safe rooms and how kids need this or college students need that. And again, without going down a rabbit hole on that, I've always felt like when you had this generation of kids raised one way, they were like, oh, I'm not going to do it that way because that wasn't that great. They course corrected too hard another way, and now they're like recourse correcting. And that's just going to keep happening. Each generation is going to take what they like or what they didn't like and build on it, and then it's going to happen over and over and over again. But it's so slow moving that as we look at a current generation of trying to figure out politics and accusing and you know how this professor talked or didn't talk or what language they used or didn't use and then it's just this generation trying to figure itself out and there are people caught up in it 
but it's it's cyclical and it's going to keep happening. And then this generation will be like, oh, I didn't like feeling this way. I didn't like this. So I'm going to change it. And then the next generation is going to have their things, just like the previous generations all had theirs. It's never going to end because, well, I mean, eventually it'll all end. But until that day comes, it's just going to keep leapfrogging these generations, never actually getting it right. Well, I, I do fall prey to the praise or the acknowledgement and overly praising because it turns out again from this fucking what I'm reading the acknowledgement part isn't the issue it's how we acknowledge and this constant praise and trying to build our kids up well as I'm reading this and I'm thinking about it and I'm trying to see where like okay where do I praise too much where could I change this or change that or what do I do one of it occurred to me that my daughter said to me recently as I was looking at her art I give her I try to give her constructive feedback and I don't I want to keep her on that path. I'm not going to be like, oh, so you're going to do it. But I literally just tell her, like, oh, I really like what you do with the eyes here. I like how your eyes are improving. I don't just praise and be like, oh, that's a beautiful picture. Thanks. Like, or, oh, you did a really good job drawing. I try to be detailed about it. I'm like, oh, your hands on this one. Or look at what you did with the hands here. Or what could you have done differently here? And we talk about it. And it blew my mind. And it's so funny that it blew my mind. Because you would think it would just be the norm. Or could or should be the norm. And my daughter said to me, and I'm paraphrasing her here because this book just sparked this thought in this podcast, but she said to me, like, you're the only one who actually tries to help me get better. And she said it in a way of, like, you're the only one who gives me detailed information that helps me get better, or you're the only one who tells me this this way. So however she said it, that's the point. And she acknowledged it to me. Because the empty praise and the, the just, oh, you're such a great jar, oh, look at you're so artistic or whatever, it doesn't do anything for her. It doesn't help at all. It might build her up for a second, but I mean, she's getting to the point where she's old enough where people do that, and I don't need to share stories outside of our home, but she did share a story with me without going into detail, where she drew a picture for somebody and said, oh, this is a great picture, and put it off to the side. And she was just like, and again, paraphrasing, and we're like, fuck you, I'm not doing that for you ever again. It just made her feel less. I mean, and her retelling of it and her interpretation of it, however it happened, whatever really happened, what step A, B, and C was, she left that by putting time and effort into a drawing for somebody. And they just did the thing that she, again, kind of interpreted as like what people just do with me or do with kids is, oh, really good job, move on next or get out of my way or go draw something else. And it was just totally demotivating to her. So all these things are kind of coming to a head. Well, for me, I came upon this when I was in high school and my buddy was drawing a lot and a really good artist and he was like the artist in his class. He was a year older than me, two years older than me. And he was just that guy, like he was just the art guy. And we're sitting in my room one day and he was drawing her stuff and I said something to him and I felt like an asshole because I was just kind of like blah blah blah, like you could have done this better or hey looking at this or whatever. And he's just like, oh my God, thank you. And I was like, wait, what? And he's just like, my teachers, my parents, my sister, they're all just like, oh my God, you're such a great artist. Oh my God, I can't believe you can draw. Where did that talent come from? Oh, I can't draw a stick. He's like, but nobody ever tells me anything detailed about my artwork. Nobody ever tells me how to improve or points anything out to me. And he's like, you do. And it's not about me, but I kind of ran with that in a weird way for a minute or two. <laughs> I probably didn't do my best job of being 
constructive or probably seeming more critical uh, to people after that point, but again, trying to be a better father and improve these skills. Like I try to be constructive with my daughter and I, I want her to get better at something she likes and MP Praise doesn't do that. So today's podcast and the point of this podcast and the point of talking about this is what I'm probably going to be talking about this book a lot because I'm reading it and I'm really liking it. There's so many things I'm pulling out of it and sparking thoughts and stuff and Hopefully when those things happen or I get inspired enough, I will jump in on this more to talk about these things and just let the, the thoughts flow. But with your kid or kids or special person in your life or yourself, or even if you're asking for somebody, like, don't just praise. Don't just give them empty, oh my gosh, you're so great at this. Or, oh my gosh, you're, like, help them get better. Like, that's your job. And I don't know where it got misinterpreted or lost as like a generational thing of praising our kids and telling them like, oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're so this or you're so that or whatever. That doesn't do anything for them. It doesn't help them. And I think that's what we're trying to do with the praise. We're trying to be better parents. We're trying to be better than our parents or our grandparents or whatever. We're trying to get better. And so we're praising as like, the thing that we might have missed as kids, and again, I'm not making assessments on me or anybody else, it's just, this came from somewhere. This praise for doing these things came from somewhere, and it's a miss. We, we, we overshot, and so being open and honest with your kids and being constructive with what you're trying to help them improve on is actually better for them, and they're, I believe, and I assume, and anecdotal evidence so far shows that they will appreciate that. I don't know, and again, you don't have to be a hard ass or a jerk or anything like that. Just help them get better and say, ask them questions like, well, what do you like about this picture? What do you think you did really well here? And be like, okay, well, I'm seeing this, or you know what? I've noticed in your pictures, and I have noticed in my daughter's pictures, her eyes are flipping amazing and they have improved so much in the way she adds detail and minutia and, and just the way she keeps looking at books to try to improve them and and just get better like I can talk about that every time and just watch her just light up because she knows it she's not lighting up because I'm telling her something she doesn't know she's not lighting up because dad's giving her praise she's lighting up because she knows it she knows she's worked hard she knows her eyes are good and she knows she's improved on them and she can look back over a picture from last week or yesterday and see it, that improvement and keep getting better and then that encourages her when i point out like these legs don't quite match up or what are you doing with the legs here was this was this on purpose or did you get this from somewhere like, what is it you're going for? So then I can actually even give better constructive feedback because if she's like, no, I did mess up the leg. I'm like, okay, there you go. Sometimes I don't even have to tell her what it was that I was thinking or trying to like suss out so that I didn't sound like a jerk or critical towards her. And this goes back to something else I've been saying is that the more you allow that free flow of conversation and the more they, they trust you to listen to them and let them talk, the more you're going to get out of them. And... So, like I was just saying with the legs and stuff, sometimes she's going for something. Sometimes if I were to give her constructive feedback on her legs, that's not the right thing to do because what she was trying to do was that, or she saw a picture of it somewhere. So asking those questions and being inquisitive and honestly engaging her and being excited about what she's doing 
or trying to accomplish, then I can talk to that too. If I just start saying like, oh, your legs look weird or whatever, she's like, well, thanks, because that's exactly what I was going for without knowing what it is you're talking about. And it seems like just a skill you can use to be a better human being in the world, but I, I just don't, obviously after this rant, I don't agree with just empty praise. I don't think it's helpful and I don't think it does any good. And I had read, and I may have talked about this at one point, but I read somewhere that kids stop drawing around age eight because they stop getting acknowledged for, and I think the word they actually used was praised, for their drawing. Like it just, they, we somehow teach them that, okay, time to give up drawing in your childish things and, you know, start moving on to math and English because we just start informing them of that by the things we're doing. And to be, to turn that, praise, and again, I think it should have been constructive and I could have done better this whole time or whatever, but to turn that into constructive feedback to help them grow and nourish that skill shows more engagement, shows more appreciation for what they're doing and shows more involvement from you because you're actually doing something with them and for them and you're talking to them about their art and you're helping them. And I picture, and I do this all the time and I'll talk about it more, but I picture my daughter in an interview when she's 30 or whatever it is, and somebody asks her about, you know, well, what was your dad like or whatever? And it's like, I, I, mean, I literally do this to try to be a better father, but I just picture her saying like, oh, he was very constructive or he always tried to like help me find a solution or he didn't just like give me random praise that didn't mean anything. He was always engaging me. He was always, you know, helping me find answers through questions and, and didn't just like hold my hand and lead me down there. He just helped guide me sometimes when I needed it or he was really constructive with, and I just picture that. So that helps me remind me what I'm trying to do and where I'm trying to go with our conversations. And we have great conversations, which I can't, can't iterate enough is that all of these things show her I'm invested in her and I'm invested in what she cares about and I'm invested in what matters to her and in turn and this is another point of the book I've been reading in turn she is more interested and invested in what I'm doing and the things that I say and the way that I say them to, to her and I'm using this book to try to get better at being a parent and getting my daughter to clean up and do these things that I feel like could have worked on better a long time ago. So I'm trying to build these skills and get her to pick up after herself better, do these things or that, and find a more inclusive way to do that without bribe, because I hate bribes. I've never bribed her. I don't agree with that. That's another side conversation, but I want her, like it breaks my heart when I know she says something to me that comes from something she was directed when not with me. And it's just heartbreaking to know like, yeah, you technically said the quote unquote right thing, but I know you're saying that because it's not what you've learned or internalized or came to through work. It was, no, this is what you say and if you don't say it, there's consequences. And you can just hear it in her voice and it's heartbreaking. And I want, I don't think that's helpful to her. I don't think bullying, coercing, bribing, manipulating, threatening, or whatever it is people do with kids to get them to get from point A to point B, ultimately helps anybody. It 
if anything, it makes them sad, miserable, blah, blah, blah. And, but when they learn through example, through repetition, and somehow finding the right way to direct them to where they are included in what's happening, and they understand their responsibility and their, them having a purpose in, in this life, because you've helped facilitate that, then it's internalized and better. Does that make sense? So anyway, this whole riff was based off of the book. Um, <laughs> I need to track it down now somewhere in my house. Uh, Hunt, Gather, Parent. And it's just, it's a great read. I highly recommend it. I'm not fully on board with everything in the book so far. See if she sticks the landing. But there are so many good tips and points and thoughts in here. And the whole constructive feedback just inspired me to get on here and share the thoughts that started ruminating in my head. And I think it's beneficial, or else I wouldn't be in here talking about it and reiterating it and saying it over and over again. I'm getting to that point where I'll start getting repetitious. So I would challenge you this week that if you're getting ready to praise your child or you just naturally or reflexively give them that random praise about, oh, that was so good, or oh, you did this, or oh, whatever. Like, give them constructive feedback. Don't just say, oh, thanks for cleaning up. Say, hey, I really appreciate how you stacked your books over there. That was great. Or, hey, you put the books over here. We're going to start trying to put them over here. So next time, let's try to move things over. I don't know. Like, whatever it is in your world, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, or if they're doing their art or their reading or their math, don't just say, oh, that's really great. You got all your math done. How did you get to that solution? Where did that come from? How did you come up with that answer? That's really great that you worked through that. That's really great that you understood to take the three and the four divided by the two and get to that answer. Whatever it is, the constructive, the effort they put into it, the time, the work, whatever it is, riding their bike, so many examples of general praise that happens where it could be more constructive and help build the skill and help build the the inner strength to move forward because then they know how they got there and they know the steps to keep improving. So that is my ramble for today. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Goodbye.